guys, we're so glad you're tuning into the Apex Students Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message from Apex Students, and we pray that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus. Well, hello. Hello. Hello, children. Hey, my name is Andrew, if you didn't know, um, or boss, whichever you prefer, honestly. Um, Just not that one. Um, And I have a confession to make. I have an uncanny ability of like right before I'm going to like come up here and say something of almost choking to death. Apparently it's like my new favorite thing to do. Uh, Yeah, so I almost choked to death on a lifesaver right before I came up. Um, So I'm just vamping a little bit to recover because it was um, a mint one and it's really burning. But hey, um, listen, I meant to do it. It's okay. Yeah. Sorry, I do, I do a lot of dad jokes. Hey, um, I want to talk to you guys tonight about something um, that's very near and dear to my heart. Um, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But <clears throat> something that I think is really important for the stage of where a lot of us are at. And that is Friendship. Look at all those friends. They look like, well, some of them look like they're a little too handsy to be friends. We don't, we don't condone that action. Um, but hey, I wanted to find something that just had some friends that were just having a great time, and they are certainly having a great time. Uh, is there anybody here who's 16 years old? Raise your hand if you're 16 years old. Yeah. 16, making it happen. Sweet. Born in the year of our Lord, 2006, correct? Five? Okay, that works too. Yeah, I I was told there'd be no math. Anyway, um, hey, I want to congratulate you on being born in... A year, the year of one of the biggest events in the history of mankind. Okay? I am talking about the Summer of South. Trademark. Okay? That's trademark, so you can't steal it. Um, you're probably wondering, what in the world are you talking about? So, you see, uh, for most of my life, people didn't even know like what my real name was. People just called me South. Because when you're growing up, you get nicknames. How many of you have ever had a nickname? And like, maybe not one that you loved, maybe one that you loved. Uh, I had one that I didn't really care if people called me that. So basically, it was half of my last name. So like when you're coming through school, a lot of times people just call each other by your last names. Um, And mine was long. So they were like, yeah, we're not going to do all that. That's a lot of words and syllables and stuff. So we're going to call you South. So for most of my life, there was a long period of time where people legitimately did not even know what my real name was. And it was kind of cool, but also kind of weird at the same time. Um, And to this day, there are still people who have no clue what my real name is. It's a true fact. Um, It's kind of a funny thing, too, because, like, I mean, you could ask some of the leaders and stuff. Like, when we go places, it's like a district thing, and there's people out there, like... I don't know how this came to be, but, like... So many people know me, and I am terrible, and that like I forget a lot of people. 
So people will just be like, they'll yell like, oh, South, what's up? And I'll just be like, hey, buckaroo. Long time, cuz. All right. Yeah, I have no idea who you are. Um, but to this day, I get a lot of that. And like, we've kind of made it like an inside joke, you know, even on the, the staff where like we go places and it's like, oh, I hope I don't see somebody that I know. But all that to say that like, for a long period of my, of my life, I spent a lot of time developing friendships and being a part of community. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. This is going to be a very basic kind of walk through, like, why do we do friendship? And why do we have community with each other? Coming up through youth group and, like, going into college and stuff a long time ago, uh, I was a pretty typical teenager uh, with a whole bunch of friends. And, like, that's not, like, a, a brag thing or anything. It's just, like, you'll understand soon. There was always, you know, somewhere to be, something to do, some friends to hang out with, and different things like that. But sometime around the time, like, when I graduated and, like, started going and transitioning into college, things took a turn for the interesting. And we're going to come back to that because I, I love to uh, leave some cliffhangers out there to keep you interested. So... Uh, since the beginning of creation, though, God has always intended for us to have friendship. Did you know that? See, we see it as early as the creation of Adam. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, it said, Then the Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. It is not, it's not good. I will make a helper who is just right for him. See, this is particularly interesting because in Genesis, obviously, the beginning here, we get the creation account. So for those that aren't aware, you know, God is creating everything from the birds of the air to the fish of the sea, beasts of the land, the mountains, the water, everything. And if you've read through it before, you know that there's kind of a notable theme. You know, see, God makes day, he makes night, he makes water, he makes trees, he makes mountains, basically everything. And after he's done making it, he typically says, where we get the account that, and it was good, right? Because he looked at it and he said, it is good. So why then, all of a sudden, it was, it was really, it stood out to me in a big way here that when he made man, he looked at man and he was like, yeah, that, that's not good. <laughs> no. It's not good for him to be alone. Did he know that like he was just going to get lost in his own thoughts for hours and hours or he was going to go down like a YouTube wormhole or like... No, that's not, that's not quite it. See, God never intended for us as humans to be without companionship, all right? So that's why it's important to remember my very first point because any good sermon has three points. Copyright AG. God wants us to find friendship and community. Okay, that's one of the first things that I want to point out tonight that we can take away from that part. Um, he never intended for us to be without companionship. God created everything and he looked at it and said that none of it was suitable for companionship for Adam. No animals, as much as we love animals, 
as much as we love pets, we love having them com- as companions, but like, it's not enough. Even though sometimes I think it might be for some people. Not for me, I'm not, I'm not big on the animals. But um, he looked at it all, nature, said it wasn't suitable. So as much as we love all of those different things and we love being able to separate ourselves and get into that, you know, God describes specifically when he created woman, he created Eve as the helper for Adam, which is unique because several times throughout scripture, God describes himself with that same characteristic. We see here a couple verses, Psalm 33, 20. We put our hope in the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Psalm 70, verse 5 says, But as for me, I am poor and needy. Please hurry to my aid, O God. You are my helper and my savior. O Lord, do not delay. These are examples of crying out to God for help because on our own, you know, we're incapable of of doing it alone. We need help. So when God created woman or God created another fellow human being, it was understood that that was his way of basically saying like, yeah, this isn't meant to be done alone. There's supposed to be companionship here along the way. Let's go back to my story here for a second. So around the time that I was entering my freshman year of college, there was a shift occurring for me personally. And for like a whole bunch of different reasons, I was just trying to justify to myself why like I went from constantly being available and constantly being around and just wanting to you know, be the life of the party, so to speak, and and do all kinds of things, which I know is kind of hard to believe at this point. Um, But I started to make myself less and less available to my friends, to my community, to people around me. I tightened up and in some cases even kind of closed my friendship circle. And it was a a bad theme that was, was coming here. And there were times that, you know, I did it without even realizing it. My second point here is that we should be careful to keep our friendship circle open. And there's some layers to this. So, um, you know, we talk about it all the time here. You know, we used to have the saying or we, you know, throw it out there occasionally for some that have heard this before, watch your feet. So if we're standing in a group um, talking to some people, like we want to keep things open. We want to be inviting. We want to be welcoming that other people Uh, can be a part of the conversation, be a part of the group. My friendship circle was no longer open. I was no longer welcoming people. It became uh, a little bit more exclusive. And it's perfectly fine to have a close, intimate group of really good friends. It's natural. Like, that's going to happen. We're going to have people that we're closer with, people that we bond with, and people in our lives that are like our closer version of community. But when we restrict our our friendships and our community to just that group, we're missing out big time. It's important to keep the circle open so that we don't isolate ourselves or put off the appearance, honestly, like we're exclusive. It's really easy to do that. Um, you know, if you're, think about if you're going somewhere for the first time and you walk in and you see a bunch of people and like they're having a great time, but like they're over in that corner and it's kind of like you know, a private party and you didn't get the invite. It puts off the vibes that it's a little exclusive, even if it's not really intended to be that way. I'd gone from a very large circle of friends to very few, 
And it started to change the way that I was reacting to people for the worse. See, our friendship shouldn't be dependent on what we can get out of them or if we feel like being around other people or if we feel like we need more friends. When we keep the circle open, God works in our lives and helps us to make and grow true friendships. We see an example of this in the early church, and I think this is something, this is a little small, so I apologize. Um, we, we see this, and we kind of think like in terms of like, yeah, they were starting the early church, and you know, there was just a move of the Holy Spirit, and things were happening, and while that's true, there's an element to this that, that's interesting to me. It says, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals. I love sharing in a good meal. And to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and their possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper or communion, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day, the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. One of the interesting words that gets used in these verses is fellowship. And we talk about like fellowship, it kind of gets thrown around in like churchy terms, like, hey, we're gonna have like a, a luncheon and you know, we'll just kind of hang out and get to know each other and fellowship. Like, what, what does that mean for me? It's kind of like a churchy way of saying like, let's meet each other. Like, let's hang out, let's get to know each other. Let's, let's become friends. Um, and this is a big part of what they were doing because they were allowing themselves to kind of keep that circle open and engage with other people and welcome people into the most intimate of times in their lives, in the most intimate of situations in their lives, they were growing as a community. And that's really like a very early model within the church of friendship. We see here that in the early church where people were united by a common goal, obviously to share Jesus with each other, and naturally, friendship and community is created. The key was that at the very end where it says each day the Lord added to their fellowship. They didn't make themselves exclusive. They didn't set themselves apart. They didn't put themselves on a pedestal. Like I, I think in general like a lot of people do a very good job of this, but there's also a lot of people in the church universal who kind of put ourselves on a pedestal at times which gives us that exclusive look at times. We really don't want to do that. We don't want to put off that appearance. They were open to, open to forming community and welcoming others. This is what the design is for friendship. Being welcoming, forming community, creating bonds, spending that intimate time together. And yes, the basis was a movement of God, but they spent their time beyond when they were, you know, obviously ministering and doing those different things, fellowshipping and being in community and spending time with each other. Which brings me to my last point here. Friendship takes action. This is kind of like the tough part. 
So as the summer of 2006 approached, um, I made a tough decision in my personal life. And like up to that point, like, you know, when you're at school and summer comes, you're like, I just can't wait to go home. I'm going to reconnect with like some of my friends. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get this like summer job that I'm going to call off of like three times a week. And um, I kind of had to make the decision that that summer I was not going to go home. I was going to stay on campus at the school. Um, and a lot of my decision was really that, uh, you know, I was really hoping to focus on like getting closer to God and I was getting close to graduation. And I wanted to have an idea of, you know, what I'm, what was I supposed to be doing? Um, I kind of sensed it that I was like a little bit secluded and separated. So the irony of it was like, don't I need to like go home and be with my friends? But it just felt like God was pushing me to, to kind of stay there and focus on how to be a better friend. And what I didn't realize at the time was that, um, you know, there were going to be opportunities to create, you know, new friendships. So I told most of my friends and things I wasn't coming home. I had to stay for work and, you know, made all these different excuses because I didn't really want to admit to people that, like, yeah, I've kind of become, like, just, like, a lousy friend and uh, I want to fix that and work on that. Um, so I allowed God to help me develop friendships in my life. Uh, the campus was just like a ghost town at times, but there were a small handful of people who also stayed on campus. And kind of by default, like you were forced to like hang out with each other and like be together. And one of the funny things was that we got a storm so bad that summer that it was like a week and a half that there wasn't even power on the campus. So, I mean, it was like, it was torture for a while and it was kind of like, hey, there's somebody that goes to school here but is living off campus down the road and they have an apartment and they have power and like all of a sudden eight or nine of us were like going to live with this person. And when you live in a one bedroom little place with like an efficiency kitchen, um, you kind of become friends really fast, whether you want to or not, because there's nowhere to go. Like you're just together, you're talking, you're playing games, you're watching movies together and doing things like that. But by allowing myself to befriend these people that otherwise I may have never connected with, I may have never opened up my circle, so to speak to, um, I developed real genuine friendships with them. And God has helped to build lifelong deep friendships with these people to this day. I found that I forgot just how much I liked having friends. You get to a point where like you become so secluded and like so to yourself and so turned off by the thought of like being around other people sometimes that you forget how fun it is and how nice it is to just have friends, just hang out, have somebody to talk to, somebody to be with, to play a game with. All types of people wasn't just the people that fit my personality types. It was people that made me grow closer to God. It was people that made me grow as a person. People that made me, like, try to cook. <laughs> Which turns out I'm okay at. It's people that, like, wait, you've never, like, really had to do, like, your own laundry regularly? Like, okay, you're going to learn. So things that were unique and, and fun and um, opportunities to grow. What I failed to realize was that I needed 
people in my life to help strengthen me and to help grow as a person and get closer to God. And that's really what it's all about. When we kind of seclude ourselves or you know, we close out that opportunity or we're exclusive with just certain people, we lose that opportunity to grow and to become a better friend and be strengthened and get closer to God. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, 9 through 12 says, Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. I, I have a hard time not. I'm going to share this with you. I may be a bad person, but when I read that, I have a hard time not thinking about those old commercials where the old lady falls down <laughs> and it has like that, like, thi- like it has the thing where like it senses that they fall and she's like, help, I've fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> I just like immediately go to that. But it, like, it's funny to think of and probably just terrible of me, but like, it's a good visual. Like, they're alone. The yeah. I mean, the person is alone with no help. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm, but how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Uh, The general idea here is that basically the more the better when it comes to community, when it comes to creating bonds and friendships. And to be honest, for a lot of us in this room, we've either been at or we're at critical points in developing friendships, developing community in our lives and in our walk with God. Think of some of your best friends and think about how much they've meant to you. Now, wouldn't it be cool to have multiple of those types of people who just mean the world to you and have been so Uh, have just grown with you and help you grow closer to God and help you be a better person just in general. It's so important to continue to make friends. And sometimes it's going to happen naturally and sometimes we're going to have to take the steps to do it on our own. I'm going to not lie to you. The steps to do it on your own sometimes are like the hardest part because you have to take that first step. You have to be the person who's willing to introduce yourself or be involved or open up your circle, so to speak, Action might look different for everybody. If you tend to be more reserved, it might be taking the step to introduce yourself to someone new. If you're extroverted, it might be going out of your way to say hello to a loner, someone who kind of off to the side doing their own thing. If you have trust issues, I've been there, it might mean allowing somebody new to get to know you. I mean, it seems like something easy, but a lot of times we just don't trust enough. The bottom line is we all have to take active steps every single day to help build our community. And I think this is like a really pivotal time in not only like this group, but in a lot of our lives where, you know, there's transitional periods going on in in life where we're coming up to apex for the first time, or like we're really going into high school or graduation is like on the horizon, believe it or not. These are important times when we really need to be able to rely and lean on friends and build community. 
just as I made a decision to kind of open my circle back up, you might have to make a, a similar decision. For some, if you're new to Apex or going to a new grade soon, you'll have to make the decision to get involved and make friends. For others, you might already be familiar here. You might be familiar with people in your school where you work, but you'll have to make a choice to reach out to someone new. This is going to be the most important point that I make tonight. And it's kind of the title, and it's kind of the theme. But ultimately, we are better together. As believers, uh, as, as the body of Christ, as friends, we're better together. We make each other better when we're willing to befriend one another and live in community. We're never meant to try to do this alone. We were never meant to be exclusive. So let's be people who are friendly and who are always willing to create and grow more friendships and community. Let's pray. God, I just thank you for this community as we've been talking about tonight and, and what it has meant to so many people uh, previously, what it means to so many people now, what it will mean to so many people in the future. God, I pray that you would help us to just continue uh, to grow as a community, to grow as friends, uh, not only just to be better people, but to be more and more like Jesus and that we would help each other move in that direction because we know that we can't do it on our own. We need to support one another. We need to lift each other up and build friendships and community. And God, I pray as we go over the next months, next weeks and months and years, that you would just help us to continue to develop friendships, Lord, that we would be open and willing and continue to open the circle to allow people in our lives, God. Help us not to be exclusive. Help us not to be satisfied with just one or two good friends, God, but help us to be people who are welcoming and warm and engaging to everybody. We know that it's not always going to be the case where we're the best friends with everybody, but we want to make sure that we are glorifying you in the way that we treat people. We're so thankful for our time together. We're thankful for everything that you've spoken into our lives through worship and, and the word tonight, God, and we're just thankful for everything that you're doing in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this Apex Student Podcast. You can listen to more Apex teachings by subscribing on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We pray that this message has impacted your life and that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus. Thank you.